0: You are listening to Let's Talk Tribe, the official Let's Go Tribe podcast.
1: Swung and on line deep left field. It is gone! Hit well, Deep right. Latif is going to wave it back. Stuck the fireworks show.
0: This is Let's Talk Tribe, the official Let's Go Tribe podcast, episode 124. I am your host, Matt Lyons, and in this week's episode... Leonis Martin has been DFA'd. Bobby Bradley is here. He's going to be smacking bingers sooner than later. Do we believe in this offense that we've seen against Detroit and hopefully against Kansas City in the first game? Danny Salazar, Corey Kluber, two injured pitchers that might be coming back soon, maybe? Danny Salazar left some cryptic stuff on his Instagram, so we'll sort of look at what that is. And he's supposedly going to be pitching in Columbus soon, so we'll take a look at that. Of course, we'll serve up some meatballs for you and we'll answer your questions. Joining me for all that and more is none other than Mr. Merritt Rolfing. Merritt, how you doing? I'm
1: good. Just think about meatballs. You know how it goes. Mm, that's a daily thing for me. <laughs> My wife got a meatball sandwich the other day, and it was very disappointing. Was it like from a like Subway? Because those are garbage. No, no. It was from this amazing Italian rest- or, uh, sandwich place down the street from us. I always just get a cold cut sub because what else am I going to get? But usually when you get a meatball How do you mess sub, up a
0: meatball sub, though?
1: Well, it just was disappointing. I think it was good. It just it wasn't a big old messy time. You know what I mean? Like when you get a meatball sub, you want it to be cheesy and saucy, and you get some on your white shirt that you wore.
0: I want to get all messy.
1: Just want to be a saucy boy, you know? <laughs> you got to use a few napkins. Uh, yeah. I just wanted you know. to be a
0: big, messy boy.
1: Anyway, it was like more of a panini action. and it just, it, it, She should have gotten two or something. Or maybe she should have gotten a larger size. Something maybe she played else. it wrong, Matt. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Why don't you go out with your first meatball, then? Let's get right into the, the old serving
1: up some meatballs here. All right. So this is kind of Indians adjacent. And um, it was only because they were playing in Texas this past week. I really like that stadium that the uh, Rangers play in uh, a lot. And I'm very sad that they're leaving that place because it's such a stupid place. Not only is the offense absurd, but like, you know how they stole right field from uh, Tiger Stadium? Who just puts posts into a stadium on purpose when you don't have to? <laughs> and they just did that. And I love it. And I love the, the weird grill work up in center field. I'm just very sad they're moving out of that, you know flame blasted hellscape that it becomes in the summertime <laughs> um it's one of the stadiums that looks the tallest to me like it almost seems yes. like they're in a deep pit it's really cool yes i that's just it's it's unique in its own way and the, they're just gonna be moving to you know a place that's a dome and domes are boring i hate the ceiling on them you know like i was i went down to miami a little while back uh i've been to the one in milwaukee um i saw the saint pete one from afar and i one just trash as it is like, it just, I don't know, it ruins some of the the ambiance you just have this, even when it's open, of this looming thing just right there, you know what I mean? I guess I kind of like how Safeco kind of, more it's more of a hat than a, really a roof, because the sides are open. But even that's a little... Yeah, nothing beats us having open
0: sky, like, all around you yeah. and a skylight in the distance. It's No matter how hard you try, you can't disguise the fact there's a giant roof hovering above you.
1: Right, exactly. So even I, if it's I, I open
0: just... and shoved to the side.
1: I'm going to miss, uh, what is it, whatever it is Global Life Park when they move to whatever the, uh, what, across the parking lot probably because that's a cool stadium and they're cool. I've always liked the Rangers. They're a hard team to hate. You know, they played the natural music when they had a home run. Uh, when Josh Hamilton was really, really good, that was it was like a match made in heaven. Uh, those were a couple of fun World Series runs. Obviously, the team isn't dying or anything like that, but I'm just going to miss that stadium a little bit. I, just, I'm, I was reminded of that as the Indians dropped, what was it, like 25 runs in three games or something like that. It's also fun to beat up on them, obviously. So
0: my first uh, one is that, looking on Sunday, which was Bobby Bradley's debut, I started to think that for all this time we've been yelling for all these younger players, it's finally happening. Like We've got Mercado, we've got Bobby Bradley, so I thought maybe this is the time when the Indians had the youngest lineup of the year. So I went through, um, the only way I could find the it was take baseball references, lineup page, and just like, substitute in all their ages, and then calculate mm-hmm. the averages. So I did that. And on Sunday, they were an average of 27.11 years old, which is really young for, for all of MLB, but... It's not actually the youngest lineup the Indians have had all season, which is kind of surprising. Can you take a r- random shot in the dark? When do you think the youngest lineup was for the Indians? May 14th. You're actually not that far off. It's May 28th. Damn.
1: When they played I'm at the Red halfway Sox. Halfway there.
0: <laughs> they were an average of 27 years old. I think that one, so that was Lindor, Mercado, Santana, Luplo, Perez, Bowers, Allen, Freeman. I think Bowers and sort of Allen maybe skewed that a little bit. But yeah, that was that was the youngest one. The oldest lineup of the season. This is just gross to even think about. It, this was the same team was on April 15th against the Mariners. It was an average of 30.33 years old. It was Leonis Martin, Jose Ramirez, Carlos Gonzalez, Carlos Santana, Hanley Ramirez, Jason Kipnis, Roberto Perez, Greg Allen, Eric Stamets. That is an ugly lineup. I don't know how this team managed to even have a winning record after the first couple months <laughs> looking at that, but i mean they're finally young and it's finally fun so it was just kind of neat to see i thought for sure i'd be able to smugly say like they finally have the youngest lineup of the year but it was kind of neat they didn't quite have the youngest because of like luplo's deceivingly young bowers is still young of course mercado's in there but but we'll talk about bradley bobby bradley later but the fact that he's in there is going to drag the age down quite a bit because every level he's been underaged for his competition and hit pretty well so
1: how do how do we feel about that about this age thing i know we've we've talked throughout the throughout the season so far, but there's been kind of a stealth rebuild of sorts. And I mean, this is kind of what a rebuilding team would look like if the Indians were in fact rebuilding instead of, you know, chasing desperately for a division crown and also right now in the driver's seat for the second wild card. Get um, out of here with that. I don't care about this. Don't a for the wild card. I, it's, it's, Fallback plan. M- it's merely a situation <laughs> that they find themselves in. All right? like, this is where a team who has been rebuilding, this is like the first year of them breaking. You know what I mean? Like This is their first breakout year. This is um, Which is 20- way more
0: fun than what we've been doing, so
1: yes. I am oh, all da, da, da. for it. So who's the next to go then, right. Matt? What, what 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 head do you want to chop off next to, to continue this drive towards uh, <laughs> younger and younger?
0: <laughs> so actually, so somebody asked, um, where was it? At Dreaming Baseball, he wanted to know that now that Bradley Bobby Bradley is up, we begin the free training movement or the free Daniel Johnson movement first. I don't know about either. I think I'm good now. I'm good with where as long as like Bradley and Mercado and – Maybe even Bowers keeping getting consistent playing time. I'm good. It, this seems like a, about as good as you're going to get with what's on the 40-man roster, I think, at this point.
1: I mean, the drum we have to start beating, obviously, is circles around second base. And just fixing that situation in general. But I don't think... Is there anyone in the farm. We're not system? right the second because Kipnis is hitting really good. Oh, that the really hell... Second baseman? I will not be dissuaded by this. roots. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to this later, but...
0: And Chang can probably play second base, I think. So if there is one, it's going to be him. But I'd, I've never really thought he was coming up this year. Never mind. Year. I'm on run. that train. Yeah,
1: free Chang. Free him. He was my favorite last year. <laughs> he's going be my favorite. He looked pretty good this spring, I think. I don't remember. Oh, yeah.
0: And he's looked pretty good this season when he hasn't been injured. So we'll see.
1: All right. What's your next meatball? Um, I just want to talk about uh, Zach Zach and how uh, pleasing he is to watch. <laughs> but more than that, um, he has a 99.5% left on base rate. <laughs> That's 90, fine. That's good. Ninety-nine point five. Now, I'm not saying this is good or bad. It is not good. It's unmaintainable. Uh, it's bad. It is, <laughs> it, it, well, no, it's a good thing to be doing. It's a positive. It's a good thing. It's just it's hard to to maintain, and it tells you that perhaps his two and change ERA is, but uh, it's a two part. right it's that, and also just the fact I was looking at his um his pitch mix. Uh, let me pull this I had it on my, on my computer, and now I've lost it. But um, So he throws just around uh, 52% fastballs, maybe a few more. 55.8% fastballs, uh, 162 on the slide or 187 on the change. And he throws it in the zone uh, 52.3% of the time. And I was struck that this reminded me of a man who I saw pitch for the Indians... Just a year ago. That man, of course, his name is Shane Bieber. Shane Bieber threw fastballs 57.4% of the time. Uh, he threw a slider 22. His curve 16 and his change 3.9. So it's not the exact same pitch mix. He leaned heavily on the fastball, but he did throw a uh, strike. Again, 53.2% of the time. I am um, not. I don't think these guys are exactly the same at all. Bieber got more strikeouts. Uh, he had a more sustainable 69.4% left on base rate. And he didn't walk anybody at all. But still, it's definitely a template of some kind that Flezak is following. I don't think he is long for the rotation. Obviously, I don't think he has the stuff to, if only because we expect guys to get healthier. But he and uh, I don't think he has the stuff to be a bullpen guy. But I like think Flezak's a very intriguing pitcher. I can't, I, I can't, I can't figure it out yet. Like. Hitters are swinging on him a lot, really, especially on stuff in the zone. He got a seventy-three uh, point one percent in-zone rate. I mean, forty-eight overall, which is a little bit high. Uh, the contact rate is troubling, eighty-one point nine. Uh, you compare that to Bieber, whose page I also above just to use as an example, but his is seventy-five point seven last year. So I don't know. It's um probably not great, but. Watching him so, watching him is nice, and he competes, which is a thing that people say about baseball players.
0: I like that. <laughs> yeah. And he also went to, apparently Trevor Bauer gave him some hints about what to fix, and then he went to Carl Willis, and Carl Willis was fine with him doing it. So that's it's like a win all around. It's a win for Bauer helping out a teammate again. It's a win for Carl Willis letting him do it, even though it's not something that he found. So that's
1: kind Carl of neat, Willis, Zach is loving it he's like yeah whatever sure fix it i mean (laughs) i'm good either way because i look like i'm giving the young guys a chance to you know live their life and if it fails then it's not my goddamn fault so yeah dude go ahead kiddo
0: which i mean after reading the mvp machine and seeing how mickey calloway is acting now i'm very okay with having a pitching coach that's like giving his own advice but knowing he doesn't know everything that's that's very okay (laughs) because by the sounds of it, mickey calloway was a just do it my way mickey I calloway rules
1: i love mickey calloway <laughs> That's awful. i'm i'm pro mickey calloway <laughs>
0: are you just saying that so he doesn't try to kick your ass or what because no, 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 he's I, I don't coming after me i can tell now <laughs> no i like him
1: because he's it's <laughs> if he's really is my favorite report I read today was that he was trying to get fired which if he's doing that then I saw Hell it. yeah dude <laughs> Hell yeah do it just, just keep on just driving it deeper and deeper <laughs> A, and I love the game. idea
0: that maybe Brody Van Wagenen knows that and doesn't want to do it. So they're both just dragging the Mets into the dirt to get back at each other. Like he refuses to fire him.
1: Right oh, now. I it's love best. it. It's it, it truly is something out of Seinfeld. It's brilliance. It's <laughs> un- <laughs> just, just unbridled brilliance, top to bottom. How a team can fuck up everything like they do. It's it's, 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 it's truly true. It's wonderful to watch. When it's not your team, you don't care. When it's just the Indians where they just kind of moribundly ruin things, you know. At least it doesn't make you feel like you're dead inside. Well, not quite so much anyway.
0: So my last one is just a quick one. Um, the Indians in the past week, they led. Uh, so I don't know. Again, this is sort of like relating to police act strain, right? I don't know if this is good or bad necessarily, but they've made. Um, in the past week, they lead the league in contact outside of the zone. So it means they're they're I don't know if they're being aggressive and chasing, but they're hitting a lot of pitches. Maybe they normally wouldn't have. Uh, mm. They made contact 68% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Jose Ramirez did not miss a single pitch out of the zone, which has got to be some kind of good sign. But So again, like Plesak, I'm not sure if this means it's just not sustainable because they're they're making pitches on likely not from great pitchers <laughs> because of who they faced. But if the Indians are going to succeed, especially Jose Ramirez, this is the kind of thing he has to do, I think, is make contact on everything, which is where he's always succeeded. The power's kind going to come from that, and he's just lost that this year. So if, if that's what it takes to get it back is having a, a good week against some bad teams, I'm all for it. But I thought it was kind of neat that the Indians led – all of baseball, at hitting balls out of the zone this week.
1: I don't feel that. No, I feel about that, because that's really more just a single data point that doesn't tell us anything else at all, right? Because we don't know what the... Well, that yeah, doesn't mean a whole lot, but I mean... No, 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 I mean, I, I like it's it. it. It's just something kind of neat. It's a curious little thing. I, I wish we could see more about, like, are they hitting the ball incredibly hard out of the zone? Who were they facing that was throwing the... You know, I mean, there's a lot of moving parts there, but I'm down with it, yeah. I mean, like you said, Ramirez is not getting a lot of stuff to hit as it is, so if he's just going to start... If he's just going to turn into uh, Vladimir Guerrero, I guess, the third, um, that's fine. I think that'd be a great third evolution for him. He goes from whatever to Michael Brantley to Patrick Slugger to just reckless, just whatever the hell Vlad was. And he could do it. His his contact rate was always great. He always always had great control of the plate. So if this is the new Jose who's going to start swinging 85% of the time, he's going to, you know, the hot take the javier by vlad root of of offense why not swinging isn't always a bad thing in fact it's what you need to do to hit balls so
0: yeah as long as I'm he's actually getting it i don't care how often he swings or where he swings just hit the mm-hmm. thing i was so
1: oh, i'm with you yeah. so do you have one more i do actually i just discovered something about um everybody's favorite player oscar mercado the superstar um face of the franchise all right so dealing in a hard hit rate is difficult these days because uh Fangraphs used it for a while, and then uh, Baseball Savant came along and reclassified it as something completely different, right? When they say hard hit rate, they mean a ball struck more than 95 miles an hour. When Fangraphs says it, it's. I don't really know what it means. I think it might be I just would assume that was the ball. eye
0: test, which is kind of right. bad.
1: <laughs> I mean, whatever. All field When you think about it, all fielding statistics are based on eye tests that we have so far. So, whatever. Oscar Mercado is forty-five and a half percent. That is point 0.1% better than Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, I saw him play in person this year, this weekend. He is marvelous. Uh, Ryan Braun is forty-five and a half. Justin Smoke forty-five and a half. Francisco Lindor forty-five point one. Now we're talking about a man who has faced four hundred pitches, not even in Oscar Mercado. Uh, he is 140 plate appearances into his major league career and hard hit rate is a thing that stabilizes after like a thousand or something like that. <laughs> I don't remember. I remember. I don't remember what the stabilization point was, but that's pretty cool. Right. I mean, every time he I have a, a private worry or question or consideration about him, he just doesn't. Doesn't give in to any worry I might have, and he just continues to excel and grow and be a, be a better player. The only worry I have now at this point is is his walk rate's only five percent, but he's a goddamn rookie. Like people don't just walk out of the minors and start pulling a walk, you know, a, a fifth of the time, or even you know, ten percent of the time, like he was in uh, in Triple A the last two years. So, yeah, forty five point five. That's pretty cool, and if it holds up, I mean. Hey, you know that's all. Yeah. And
0: there's always these times that I see him like get a bunch of of ground balls or like squeakers right over guys' heads, and I'm worried that that's what he's going to be, and it's not going to be sustainable. And then he hits a couple line drives the next game. So right, I and can see what thing. you mean like, about he just keeps overcoming all the worries, which is cool.
1: Well, and you and you look at his line drive rates, and um, they 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 just slowly crept up. You know, 15 percent in when he was the Cardinals in 2013, uh, up to 22 uh, at the trade. Last year, twenty five percent line drive rate in twenty eighteen with the Indians, twenty three and a half. Uh, this year in AAA, and then twenty five percent now. So, again, if he can keep the ground ball rate, I would say under forty five percent, which is fine. You know, I mean that that's I, I don't expect him to, to turn into, I don't know, man who hits lots of fly balls. I, I, he can hit ground balls because he's, you know, he's fast as hell. So that's not a that's not a real problem, but. Um, anyway, Christian Yelich has a ground ball 43% of the time anyway. So if he can just turn into Christian Yelich, fine. <laughs> is that so much to ask, really? Is, not that, not that is that so... Matt, let me ask one thing. Is that so much to ask? The answer is no. He pulls the ball a little more than I'd like. But again, who cares? Like, Guys are pull hitters. And also, he's fast as hell. So he can beat our ground balls a bit.
0: Yeah. And another Mercado, Mercado thing I haven't mentioned. I could have used it as one of mine, I guess. But... It never seems like we see Mercado sprint in the outfield. Every time the camera gets to him, he's no. just there. I don't know if the dude that's a like coincidence he, or he is, does. Yeah,
1: I, I, I'm actually going to get to see the Indians in person this weekend, and I'm very excited to see him in person because I want to watch. You know, like that, that's the thing you don't really see when you watch it on TV is the, I don't know, just the the little things and the 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 stuff in between pitches and the the part that you miss between the ball getting struck and the cut to the next camera. You know what I mean? There's lots going on there that we don't get to see. And I'm looking at, like when I saw Francisco Lindor this past, uh, 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 back in May down in Florida, I mean, he made a couple truly dazzling plays and you don't see all the, the the couple of first steps that he makes uh, between the cut, you know, because the humans just can't move that quickly. But like seeing that just solidified my opinion of his greatness. Obviously it's just, you know, it's not an opinion. It just is, but still um, I'm excited to see, mercado in the outfield in person because it'll be you'll
0: have to let me know if he just like night crawlers and then like pops out of oh, and Bob, pops in, uh, no one the no ball. one
1: told anyone but yeah he teleports actually <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it's um yeah yeah he's actually an actual mutant yeah. so just a thing whatever <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so those are our meatballs got some stuff there you go so nice little tidbits for you for the week for the the games that unions
1: played would um, nightcrawler so first... be a good baseball player if you had Nightcrawler, the the um, mutant, as a baseball player, where would you play him?
0: I mean, the outfield, right? Because no, anywhere else, he's, he's not going to be able to teleport very... Because if he's like shortstop, yeah. if he teleports, he's not going to know where to go exactly. Right. If he could learn to read the ball good enough when it's in the air, he could teleport probably pretty close to where it would go.
1: Let's say his on-base percentage was like 230, right? He's still getting yeah. on base. He's stealing bases whenever he wants to because he just gets on first base and he takes second and then third immediately. But do you play him as the only outfielder?
0: Oh no, I don't. How far can he teleport? That's something I guess I don't know. Can he, he can just teleport go
1: as far as he can see? He has to be able to see where, from what I've understood, he can see as long as he can see the place, he can teleport there.
0: I guess it depends. It's not as easy as just getting like three big DHs, so maybe it's not quite that easy. But I don't know. If if I was him, I'd, I'd tell him to fix that real easily by bunting every at bat. Mm-hmm. just oh, drop damn, a button for the first base <laughs> <laughs> like why aren't you doing that bud just quit swinging <laughs> and,
1: <laughs> and then like steal all the way home here. every time every time like <laughs> yeah. oh man yeah he'd be a pretty yeah, we just guy. broke baseball yeah i just thought i always thought that mr fantastic would be a very good baseball player because again just you stretching. could play him in any position exactly you could you don't need one one outfielder basically or even one fielder because um, he could just keep one one toe on first base at all times. So as soon as he picks the ball up, you're out, basically.
0: Yeah. Well, clearly now we need to do a podcast of of superhero baseball teams. There there'd have to be some limits on who you can have. You couldn't have Nightcrawler. That's not. You can't do that. Why? You have to stay in this plane of existence. During you know the
1: game. what? Magneto was right. You Homo sapiens do hate alien. <laughs> 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 we need to. They, they need to create their own place. <laughs> Magneto was just like light. you can't
0: leave the field. You have to stay in this plane of existence. I think you'd have to tell them. You
1: can't tell. Well, then what's the point? What's the value of Nightcrawler? <laughs> he only has a two-third base one, percentage. But... Then he's just a blue demon. Like, <laughs> but if he's a, if he can do it, then he just
0: wins every time. It doesn't matter. He's like an instant run. And if a ball's in the air or anywhere, he could just catch it
1: right away. Oh yeah. Well, what if Jean Grey is there and she doesn't get headaches all the time? She could just stop the ball <laughs> and make it just you know, floop, home run every time.
0: What if Magneto was there and could get somebody's wallet there... out of the crowd if they have a metal There's... clip wallet?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then steal their money. Ooh, I like this idea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the ball rolls by him in right field. So, our first story, um, sort of of a week to talk about here, is that of of course Mala Linus Martin, I think we we called for it, I think you could say it, <laughs> that we wanted him to be gone last week. Um, we also wanted Bobby Bradley to be here because good lord that man could hit. True. And both of those things happened. Mm. It technically wasn't a one for one swap because martin was dfa to make room for Aaron Savali, and then was Sav- Savali was sent down for somebody else? I can't remember who. And then Bobby Bradley, I don't know either way. Bobby Bradley it doesn't here matter.
1: Now. It doesn't actually matter. I'm, I've already <laughs> forgotten.
0: <laughs> but he's here. He 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 did a pretty Bobby Bradley game. <laughs> he struck out. He walked. He hit a ground rule double. Um, we'll that was the dumbest hit on runs, earth. By
1: weird. the way, I'm, I'm not the what? only one who thought that, right?
0: <laughs> oh, because <laughs> the, the the route was awful. He kept like stopping and going. Like I mean, he hit it
1: 950 feet in the air, but. <laughs> So that's fair. Yeah, I
0: did see the their left fielder like slowing down a lot and then speeding up again. And I don't know if the wind mm-hmm. caught it or he's an idiot or what, but it wasn't. I think great
1: he play. lost in the sun, and also it was incredibly high. I mean, he did hit it very hard. Um, I can't wait for him to really unload on one because it's going to happen soon. And it is. He's got to just
0: because his- he did have a couple of really awful hacks and balls. So I mean, we're going to have oh, that quite a And it was his oh, first I mean, game, just- so.
1: He really likes to swing at breaking balls, man. He really likes to. This is going to be a problem <laughs> pretty soon, I, I think.
0: <laughs> so what do we? how do we feel about this? Bobby Bradley's here now. Are we going to just... It was kind of annoying on Twitter when he came up that people were... You know, why is everybody excited about this guy? He's, he might not be a Wall of Famer. Like, who the fuck cares? He's an exciting power hitter that the Indians can be excited about that we haven't had. I even asked, like, who's the last power hitter that was here just for power? That came up that was exciting as him because I don't think Aguilar was up there. Uh He nobody's really excited about him except some people. But
1: he had a couple of yeah, smart people, I guess. Like, um, <laughs> like
0: Manny Ramirez, was he the last one?
1: I mean, obviously Jerry Sands. Um <laughs> Obviously, for that week, <laughs> <laughs> Travis Hafner. Do, do we count him? Did he Did play Williams in the <laughs> i I don't even remember to be honest with you (laughs) i'm not really sure uh 2006 listed in the minors we're just doing podcasting here now there's travis he debuted with the rangers
0: so that doesn't count
1: um yeah okay so i guess not him yeah because he never actually he played in akron but just briefly okay so not him um victor (laughs) martinez i guess sort of
0: yeah i think but he's he was just good for a catcher kind of power right yeah
1: I mean, if we're, if we're going to go back and just a guy who's going to be just a savage threat at, at home plate, yeah, you got to go back to the 90s probably because the Indians just haven't developed a truly great hitter in a long – you know, uh, Lindor was not supposed to be this good at hitting. Um, Ramirez, same thing. I guess, in a way, Carlos Santana was definitely – everyone agreed it was his bat that got him there and they were just going to hope for the best with him at um uh, at catcher. Yeah, and just, it, you know, the hope. Fell false, but still. yeah.
0: I guess that's so fair. Him, anyway, Bradley guess. Here, so. so do we believe I in this Bobby Bradley?
1: Well, why not? Yeah, I, I, we have to believe in it, right? Because it's happening now. I mean, worst case scenario, he's exactly what he, we are worried he becomes. And then, whatever. I mean, they tried at least. And the key, I think, is what we've talked about with a lot of these young guys is, is that they get a legitimate chance. By which, of course, we mean playing day in and day out and you know having having a chance to struggle a little bit but work through it rather than you know you have a a couple over three days and they sit you down um the fact that he debuted against a lefty was cool um he struck out on a check swing in his first at bat tonight as we record this on monday and then it started raining so we'll see how the rest of that goes but again, it's just we we know what his offensive profile is if he can walk a little bit more than he has in uh in the minors that'd be great but if he doesn't, then he's just gonna be work he turns into mark Reynolds and Mark Reynolds at his best was awesome i loved I loved good Mark Reynolds I hated bad Mark Reynolds, of course, but that's gonna be bad so that's all. No, that's, that's, that I, I thought about it and, and that's really, I, honestly, I think what we can expect is just a, a Mark Reynolds clone at, at the very worst. And is that really so bad? Because for a couple of years there, he was incredible until you really figured him out. So that's all.
0: It's, and he's also got a kick-ass nickname. So what do you want? And it's awesome. You know, I just
1: don't think it's a good nickname. It's so all right. good. Here I, I love am. That here it was... I am My hot take corner. Uh, <laughs> he, he, listen, I've played Hitman Codename 47, Hitman, Silent Assassin, and Hitman, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Assassins are quiet people who do it in the dead of night. And if you if they do it right, you never know what happened in the first place. If Bobby Bradley does what he's supposed to, you really know something happened because he hit a ball Unless you're feet. a
0: baseball, which is what he's assassinating. If you're just flying through the air on your nice little baseball, again, you're going to be dead in a second. Uh,
1: again, he no, I, I disagree. You see it coming the whole way. <laughs> and you, and you, if we're going to anthropomorphize a baseball, it'll just go ah no dude. It'll be like falling off a, basically falling off of the Empire State Building, but horizontally for for the poor baseball. And then also instead of just hitting going splat, you end up going in other direction much faster. So I don't know. I'm yeah, against it. You get it, like warped right? for a
0: quick second, and then yeah. You well, you're wrong. I mean, that's fine.
1: You're wrong.
0: <laughs> the other one, other one I have is like Bobby B, like um, Robert Baratheon. That's what I,
1: I like, like said, that. But. I mean, it's okay, except we hate that show now, so we can't do that one.
0: That's true, yeah, I know. But there's no other good nickname for Bobby or Bradley.
1: There's so many other good ones. Bobby Milton Bradley. That's a good one. That's a terrible <laughs> one.
0: <laughs> that's thats what we wanted to be like, Milton Bradley. There you go.
1: I liked Milton Bradley. He got anyway. a base
0: alarm. He's in jail now. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, God. Really? I think no, so. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't, give <laughs> Why don't you go ahead on record as saying that you liked him? <laughs> uh, I have no <laughs> so this idea. This could also so... be my as far as like letting Bobby Bradley fail and get playing time, like if, if I go back on this, this is the thing that you can use to to get me on it. But I will never get mad at the Indians for giving a gun player a chance like this. So if he does fail a couple games in a row and he keeps going in there, that's great. I'm fine to let him like Jake Bowers, like sometimes I've gotten annoyed with him, but I'm glad they're giving him a shot. Right. Uh, and that's it that's the be key. And the minor sometimes, but
1: yeah yeah just be being able to yeah being able to fail i think is vital to growth i mean obviously you need to there needs to be more to it than just letting him go out there and flail like there needs to be instruction maybe showing why a man is failing things like that and one hopes the indians are doing that just as much as they are giving them a chance to work through whatever struggles that they're having i mean we've seen jake bowers Show a little bit more life the last couple uh, weeks, right? You know, he had that really good uh, day, and was it was it was it last week? Just in um, yeah, the cycle that
0: was a couple weeks ago.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, okay, yeah. He hit for the cycle. I mean, he was hitting the ball a little bit last week. He's gotten his WRC plus up to seventy nine. I mean, I'm not sitting here and being excited about that or anything like that. But and then it's today something... he sprained his ankle. So who the hell knows? He sprained... yeah, exactly. So he hurt his wrist and then got better. Maybe that's what he is. He just needs to power himself down some so as to become more powerful.
0: So do we believe in this, including Bowers and Kipnis and um, Bradley's recent production? Are we Are we believing this offense now? Is this it? Are they going to be, maybe not this good, but some kind of good enough to win the division from here on out? Or is this kind of just a couple bad teams they beat up on and it's going to go away in July and August and we'll cry?
1: Well, the bonus to all this is there's still way more bad teams they're going to be able to get to beat up on. Uh, adding to that is, I don't know, I'm, I'm writing about this this week about... Jason Kipness and you know we've seen him have hot Junes in the past uh, he said he made some sort of swing adjustment I don't know maybe he did I haven't seen anything that looks all that different he just has been hitting the ball he's been hitting the ball just as hard honestly on average at least so that's why I think average exit velocity is kind of a flawed statistic because average does not always tell you you, know, you need to find more of a me- median maybe would be a good one a median uh, exit velocity to give you a better sense of how hard they're hitting the ball. I don't know. Well, I mean, hard hit rate would be better, right? That's that's a pretty yeah, simple guess, one. You're I, hitting it I, hard. I, that's all you want. I guess so. That yeah, that'd be a better a better metric to look at. Yeah, I don't know if there's a way I can look at that in a in a split though. So I don't
0: know. I'll figure it out. Yeah, I think but, um, I think it was Tom Tango that mentioned that before. That average isn't really good for exit velocity. So ever since I saw that tweet, I've been trying to to use hard to hit, hit rate more because you're right. It's not. You don't get a good picture seeing the average because you don't want to hit the ball 88 miles an hour every time.
1: No, exactly. I mean, obviously, it's cool that Shin Su Chu is hitting the ball 91.7 miles an hour, whatever it is, but like, and he's having a great offensive season, obviously. And if you're doing it on average more that you are going to have a better season, but just because, you, you know, you can hit two dribblers for 40 miles an hour and hit one 110 and your average exit velocity is going to be like 75 or whatever. And you have three RBIs in a home run and maybe also, a, a in, you know, an infield hit. So it's not good. I guess, to judge it, because yeah, that's one of the splits I looked at was you know, his last two weeks and the rest of the year, and there's no difference in Jason Kitmus's average exit velocity. But yeah, one must look deeper. In, in a broader sense, it's hard to, like you said, it's hard to believe in the offense too much on account of who they've been beating up on. But again, Santana's hitting the ball. like I mean, he's getting better, it seems like, throughout the year, which is incredible. Uh, Perez, same thing. Lindor has been great. Uh, literally any heartbeat from... Jose Ramirez is encouraging at this point. I just I just need he, him he to does. be he a couple extra base hits and Yeah, no, I, that's the thing. He, that's he been good. Lo- he's been looking a little bit better and I mean, it it would be it would be amazing and just in a way just a total killer if it's simply him feeling better about himself and it turns him into a good hitter, you know, like I mean that's said in June. Yeah, that's has, what we've been saying, right? That it's all been his mental state. He doesn't have the swagger anymore. So if he gets that back, like what what one hopes. I mean, right? You know, yeah, again, yeah. He, he he's not having a great June, but he's had a great couple of games. They've been playing against bad teams, but one would like to hope that it's real. Uh, Mercado was legit. And they got the Orioles so, coming up, who are a really good team. So oh man, this is oof, <laughs>
0: <laughs> It's a really good team,
1: right? Uh, but that gives him four. Uh, four or five legit hitters in uh, Mercado, Perez, Santana, Lindor. Uh, and then a, a platoon of Freeman and Luplo could be something, maybe. I don't know. Or Naquin and, Lu- and Luplo. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, Luplo's been pretty good when platooning. And if it's just one of these other guys can figure something yeah, out. Yeah, I wonder like if, if, if
0: they're done making him an everyday batter for some weird reason. I'm, I'm okay with Lu- Luplo being a platoon bat. It's really what he looks like. Yeah. It's weird they're trying to force that. Just let him platoon with Naquin, who was perfectly fine against righty. So.
1: I agree. I, I It would be nice to not have to platoon him all the time. Again, he, yeah, he does have an 1142. Jesus Christ. Uh, OPS against lefty I against mean, Starters. I think you kind of have does to. Well. <laughs> yeah, It'd be nice I not mean, to, but. It, Jesus Christ. It goes into 344. It's right in. Gee whiz. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that bad. Oh, it man. Is, yes. I've has... never
0: understood why they've tried to force it, yet they do.
1: He has a 193 OBP against right, right-handed starters in, 344, or in a 151 slugging. Good Christ. So anyway, yeah, he's a platoon bat, which is great. Platoon yeah. bats are good if you, if, you, if, you, if you can find another guy And it's nice bat. when
0: there's only one platoon spot, not every single one where you're trying to squeeze a bunch of right players in there. Right. So if it's and like just right field with Luplo and Naquin, go for it.
1: I mean, we're used to that as it is when it was a combination of Lonnie and um guy who got hit all the time guyer are everybody's favorite I player that. i know i do too that was a, i miss that was the chisholm guyer days I love those just guys. a fun little time although you know when <laughs> chisholm was healthy he was turning into a great hitter i heard i heard about that so many times yeah he's out now isn't he in pittsburgh he's yep oh, still his, hurt his damn yep. cows again yeah broke no he broke something else i think he hurt his hand or something like that he got hit by a pitch oh, geez. yep so it's completely <laughs> some other freak accident but if one of these guys can actually turn it on like again if bradley, if bobby bradley can actually be something legitimate and what does that look like i don't know a four to one strikeout to walk ratio with a 250 batting average and a 333 on base and like a 480 slugging. I'd be okay with that. Honestly, Matt, that's an OPS over 800 and he, that would make him the fifth best hitter on the team. And if he's just popping a home run every, every, you know, other game or whatever, walking some and just looking big and strong and growing and getting better. I think the other side of things, that's important because, like you said before, he's twenty three years old. He's is he now? The, is he the youngest player? Who's younger, him or Bowers? Uh, twenty three and two. They're both twenty three. It just
0: it's going to come down to days. Mercado's right, twenty
1: four. Exactly. So um, you're talking days. Is Luplo twenty three oh, or
0: twenty five?
1: Bradley literally just turned twenty three. Oh yeah, that's definitely him. Yeah, he, wow, yeah, really? Just, I thought he was damn. like on the
0: older end of twenty three.
1: Nah, he is hella oh. young. He's been around forever. I swear to God, he's been in the yeah. farm system for seven years. He and he's be? gone
0: from like being
1: the next, I don't know Albert
0: Pujols, and then back to whatever, and then mm-hmm. he's gone up and down so much. Which again, I think is always attributed to the fact that he's so young in every level,
1: so we have to adjust
0: to it, and he looks worse, and then it's hard to project. He back yeah, and yeah, looks exactly. better, so.
1: yeah, exactly. You look at his numbers, and he he jump up a level and look bad, and then go and then be there for another year and obliterate for a while. And I, I that's the thing. I, I don't think that we should really put all our, the eggs in this guy's basket. He's not exactly, who's that guy that the Astros just got to call up who now hits every home run all the time forever. Oh, you're, is it you're, Jordan Alvarez? Jordan Yord, Alvarez, that way yeah. Off? God damn it, yeah. dude. <laughs> or uh, Alex Verdugo or anything like that. Like guys who are legit huge prospects, you know. He's a good player.
0: Yeah, but he's still not nothing. I mean, he's still a guy who, He can hit some
1: big no, old No, exactly. Dongs, so that's he, that's enough a, for me, really. Yeah, hey, That's that's all we're hoping for here, bud. That's all. bunch <laughs> of big old dogs. Big old dongs.
0: <laughs> uh, you know what I've heard? Like I've never heard before this year, people referred to home run as tanks, but now it's all over, and I don't know what happened.
1: I saw it on Twitter. I've some never heard that before year. this year. Not a fan of it, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I don't like that. Not a huge fan. I, I was like tater. It. I always thought that was a good one. Uh, <laughs> we need to bring back tater. That's what we need <laughs> t- to do. Tater is a <laughs> That's good. That's
0: the one. next. We've got the prospects to want. The next thing we needed to do is bring back Tater. We've released enough prospects. Let's get a new. Yeah, we need need a new. My favorite is on Twitter when I mentioned giant dongs. And people are like, do you know what that sounds like? like, yeah, I know. That's why I did it. That's part
1: of it. What? Yeah, home runs, baby. (laughs) And that's all you say. (laughs) It just ends it. (laughs) Because this is baseball. It's not a dirty <laughs> What else could it event. mean? I
0: don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> what else? Yeah. What do you mean? Can you link me to what you think it is? And they're banned. Got them. <laughs> <laughs> Can you link me to Google Images search, please? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so on the, the pitching side of things, like you mentioned earlier, Plesak, he's looked really good. Aaron Savoli's he came up. He looked good. Shane Bieber has looked good sometimes, most of the time. Uh, Trevor Bowers up and down. Sooner or later, we're hopefully going to have uh, Danny Salazar and Corey Kluber back. It, it sounds like Danny Salazar is is basically on the verge of being here. He he posted on his Instagram story that something's coming. um There's word he's going to be pitching in Columbus soon. So after all of that, he, he didn't he didn't throw a single pitch last year. I don't think he was out for most of 2017. So wherever he goes, that's that's a pretty big boost for Indians. Whether he goes to the rotation or which I think and I think we talked about it for the podcast I think you agree you should go to the bullpen but yeah between him and Corey Kluber who started to work in the dugout he didn't use a ball yet he was just using um, I guess just resistance bands to like mimic pitching with his broken arm but but yeah because he is it wasn't his pitching arm that was broke so we can start doing that really soon getting back but but sooner or later how do we feel about Danny Salazar might be back and what the hell do we do with him because I don't know if you want to trust him when you're this far behind already and you're going to put him in a rotation spot every five days. That seems pretty pretty risky. But maybe for what they paid for him, they don't want to just put him in the dugout or the bullpen. I don't know.
1: Well, we know, know the real answer. Trade Brad Hand for a bat and make him the closer. Boom. There you go. Delt-less. Danny
0: Salazar is the close. Do you just enjoy heart attacks? <laughs> Listen, i like me some Danny Salazar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but good Lord, put him at
0: the end of the game.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Make That's it terrifying. happen, baby. Let's do that. Listen, <laughs> the guy's got a glass shoulder at this point. I just, I don't think. Starting would be healthy for him, if nothing else. I mean, I know you know pitching out of the bullpen is allegedly more, you know, max effort and all that stuff, but he's a max effort pitcher as it is. Like he's always been, you know, a thing we always worried about him getting hurt and stuff. So I don't, I don't understand why they wouldn't put him in the bullpen. Like if he needs, he as a player, as someone who wants to continue their pitching career, needs to reestablish his value as a player, right? And doing that would mean showing he is valuable in some way. I, I don't – I still don't think there's room for him in the rotation. Like, if Kluber is, really is creeping back and um, – what's his name? Uh, Clevenger is – he's only in a 10-day DL or I.O. or whatever. I know Carlos Carrasco is still out Still out for a while. But one of Pleszak or um, – I'll, I'll include Plutko in that, obviously. Plutko or Savale or someone has, has – made a statement that they do belong somewhere in the rotation and i i just I, I i don't think you can take that away from them i i know it's you know performance is key but at the same time what have you done for me lately danny salazar has sat on the sidelines well zach please has pitched 38 innings of what has been really very good baseball like not you know there's improvements he could make but and we all know that he's not a 233 era kind of a pitcher he's Got a lot of room for regression, but that being said, he's still out there and pitching. So I there's obviously a place for a guy who can throw a ninety eight and have a splitter that falls off the earth, but I think that place has to be in the bullpen, at least to start with. Like that that's what they did with Cody Anderson, for God's sake. Why well, I don't know why Danny Salazar is not that, you know. But the closer merit?
0: You, I'm still on that.
1: Sorry. I know you said why a lot not. Of good he things throws there, the but... ball real hard and <laughs> uh yeah. Gimme give, give me a good reason why he shouldn't be closer. He was always a good pitcher before. Okay. If we can guarantee he's going to be, what was that, 2017 in
0: the first half when he was amazing? Just imagine going from Brad Hand, who feels like Mariano Rivera right now, to Danny Salazar. who sure. Would sure. Throw but seven balls in the dirt in a row.
1: What if you could turn Brad Hand into a good young bat out of the, say, Braves organization? Yeah. No, I'm still huh? for training Brad Hand. I'm not getting away from that. Oh, okay. But. Oh, all right, all right. All right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't, you're not well, gonna get do something with him. him for right now. <laughs> we gotta do yeah. something with this guy. Look at him throwing balls over here.
1: Come on, you throw the ball. Hey, go on. You gotta get the <laughs> get, get what you can out of this guy. Hey, he's solid gold. <laughs> he's printing. He's mitting money over here. Hey, is how I feel. Yeah, about I still think Brad he's hand. more
0: likely to go. Yeah,
1: then it, it's weird
0: that Trevor Bauer is the one that nobody's fixating on as being traded. But, but even like with with Zach Plezak, it seems like it's not worth it to trade Bauer because you're losing a second coach. Like he's. There's a lot to dislike about Bauer, but what he says, like, wait, it's where we on this, about pitch designing? I got distracted.
1: And, where did we get on the trade Bauer over bandwagon? No, no, no. We're not, we're doing that. that well, I'm geez. saying
0: between Hand and Bauer, I'm. It's weird that people say Bauer and then people just sort of forget about the idea of trading Hand. Like, if I'm going to trade either of them, I trade Brad Hand.
1: I mean, you trade I don't both trade of them, Trevor obviously. Bauer because of all
0: these things. Clearly, you just more, trade everybody.
1: More preferable, you trade a uh, uh, hand for. I don't know. Let's see, I just watched the. The Nationals' bullpen utterly collapsed. Who's on their team? Oh, God. Juan Soto. Let's get him. <laughs> yeah. That seems like a fair trade. Well, there, I mean, there
0: is, a t- like, Anthony Rendon, they got to trade that guy. He's going to be gone for this year. He, he'd be a nice little third baseman then bump Jose to second.
1: I, I can't let that happen. I have to live in this city. <laughs> I, have to, I have to watch this <laughs> baseball in person. No, I can't lose him. No, no, no. I <laughs> He's all you have left. But, I'm, but imagine That's him at third
0: base for the Indians,
1: man. Obviously, it would be glorious it would be like getting a much better version of what they did last year but still
0: now if there's a Brad Hand for um I just Anthony Rendon listen it's like 9:30 or 9:53 here um swap like who needs to add more to that do you think cuz Brad Hand has what like a year and a half left and Rendon is just a rental and i mean rentals are pretty cheap at this point so if if the Indians decide they want to ruin your baseball watching experience of the Nationals and go get Anthony Rendon for Brad Hand assuming the Nationals are going to like try to basically do what the indians are doing and not quite rebuild but sort of reload and they need they need a goddamn reliever <laughs> like who has to add to that deal this this is a very radio jock
1: thing but it is good work but i don't uh, know uh i <laughs> honestly i think it's the nationals probably i mean what did it cost to get hand in the first place right it was you got hand in and you got Adam somewhere uh for francisco mejia who was a top prospect and he had all the control. I mean, obviously you got all the control back with Simber, but you also get hand. I mean, Simber was half a throw in there. So I don't know. If you want to go that way, I would. I would almost say that yeah, the Nats might have to throw something more in there. I mean, a one for one deal is obviously doable. I don't know. I I don't think those ever actually happened though. I think there's always a player to be named later, and always turns into Michael Brantley, and I love that. Yeah, I think you you always one side will
0: figure out they have a slight advantage, try to squeeze something out of it. So
1: yes, exactly. Well, in, in this case, I mean, if it really is a situation. But actually, in this case, it would, both teams would be in a race. So, wait, no, what am I talking about? Why the he- Wait, Wait. Never mind. Why did the Nationals trade, uh, trade uh, Anthony Rendon? Good Lord. Wait, why would they? Because they're fucking oh. awful. <laughs> oh, well, no, but they're getting hand to save their, cur- their season this year. They're not awful. They just have a bad bullpen. That's all. I, that, I mean, if they, they get really, hand, they're
0: looking for the next couple of years. They just have to get rid of Rendon is the thing. I guess if they're trading Rendon, they probably want prospects more than just a couple of years. But
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, Damn the thing is, too, they're still very young, so I don't know. This Why is now a Nationals dreams, podcast, <laughs> just so everyone knows. We're, 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 we're switching gears. What are we going to do about Brian Dozier? Uh, and other questions that are asked. Wait, do they have in. Brian
0: Dozier? Is that a thing? Yeah, he plays, yeah, I don't follow the Nationals.
1: Oh,
0: God. On purpose? Is he good now? Is he no. I mean, still, I guess? Is he batting? No. Okay.
1: No, he's bad. He's very bad. <laughs> he real bad. He real, they have real bad. They've Adam Eaton. I mean, their team is really neat to watch. Uh, I watched Victor <laughs> They Brocos, could have had Kalash Lucas Giolito. Stanford. How's
0: that going for him? Instead, so they got uh, Adam Eaton. Well, or is Eaton you know. good? I don't know anything about the Nationals. If you couldn't tell. Not really, it really no. eh.
1: It's okay. They have Max Scherzer, so that's cool. He's going to be on the Yankees soon,
0: so, you know. I mean, Adam Eaton is really into exploiting minor leaguers, so he's really cool. He's really what good. What
1: does that
0: mean? He didn't... You didn't see that? He said he thinks it's good that minor leaguers don't get paid, because that makes you tough. Is essentially Fuck you, said. Adam Eaton.
1: <laughs> Fuck
0: you. He said he wouldn't be the player he was without struggling through the minors. Like, like think of all the good players that would... If they didn't flare out because they had to eat peanut butter and jelly every day and ride a fucking bus. How many more? How do
1: these organizations... I don't know. You 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 know this rant. Insert rant that I'm gonna have and go on go from there. You know what I you know what I'm mad about now.
0: How do they justify it? Is that what you're going for? Or they're trying how do they to not build realize the future
1: of their organization, they're fueling it with garbage. Literally they're burning garbage to power to create the powerhouse that will fuel championships in the future. That so I think, is a dumb idea. That's a dumb I'm, idea. It's dumb. I'm
0: assuming somewhere along the round line there's some calculus that says they can not spend this extra money and enough will come out of the garbage that it doesn't matter. And eventually, like all this player development stuff, it's going to keep it even more so where they don't have to spend a whole lot, really. Unless maybe they do, that's part of... But that's the
1: whole point, is you spend the money on the player development... Because it's infinitely... Not infinitely, there's a finite amount because it's dollars. It's considerably cheaper to spend the money on player development and scouts and analysts than it is on actual players in free agency, Right. Because you can turn guys who are making four hundred grand for first couple of years and have them, you know, be "quote unquote" worth twelve million dollars, whatever, as opposed to no, I it, it it makes so much organizational sense to spend the money to to make your players happier, healthier, stronger, and develop quicker through good meal plans, etc., etc., et cetera, et cetera. I don't know the whole free, the whole minor league system is so weird. It's like these weird little fiefdoms that have to like pay like their you know like they, they pay pay a tithe to the greater lord when he comes by once every <laughs> every couple of months
0: and they steal their citizens to go fight yeah their i need
1: i need to press gang these to, to go to go raid the holy land <laughs> of what? chicago i mean i mean win the world <laughs> series whatever you know what i mean nothing has changed since the middle ages matt is what i'm telling you nothing has changed
0: so what do you say we answer some questions um I nice to everybody on Twitter for what they wanted to let us know. Another um, about the Nationals. It's really disappointing about this Washington Nationals podcast that nobody wanted to know about our favorite team. Yeah, what's the, the deal? Nationals, what's the but, deal? Uh,
1: they want to talk about the Nationals, like their legendary players. <laughs> uh, uh, on Doolittle, who actually does rule
0: at S. Brady Artists. He wants to know who's the best candidate for the Home Run Derby. I know Carlos has committed. It'd be pretty cool to see Bradley hit some home some Tommy esque dongs. Um. So the, the first part of this is that Carlos Santana has basically said like he wants to do it if he gets to the All Star Game. Which, hell yeah, have him do it. Hell yeah. Um, I, I I don't know if he's like... No, he's going to be... I am not gonna. I was going to say he's not going to be the best, but fuck it. He's the best. Let it, he can hit dongs. That's all that matters. Um, He'd be in front of a hometown who everybody loves him now, which they should have before, but they do now. So, I mean, Carlos is the number one that I want to see there. But is there any other ones... I mean, Joey Gallo, right? Like, who else do you want to see in the Home Run Derby besides that man?
1: Does, do, do they mean Indians players or anyone? Because if it's Indians he He's just the best candidate, I would... My answer is Roberto Perez. Um, if we're just, oh, I'd love ideas, to see a
0: catcher in, in general. Yeah, well, I guess Gary oh, Sanchez and yeah. he sucks.
1: Oh, he's really good actually, but whatever. <laughs> he's terrible. Uh, uh, he's pretty good at what he does. Uh. <laughs>
0: yeah, that ruined the point of a catcher being unique. But yeah, Roberto Perez would still be good. I think.
1: No, I, I mean when he unloads on one, he truly is uh, unabashedly unloads on Chris Davis, probably the, with the K, not the C, the good one. The good Chris Davis. I mean, Chris He's Davis with a C
0: too. In. If if you're throwing him, lobbing pitches, uh, sure. Uh, what he could uh, probably kill strike
1: him. out three times, man. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> He'll go I know in the home under me. I think Chris with a K would be a lot of fun to watch because he would just. I mean, he would just hit some blasts. Um, who's the young kid on Chicago? The not young Makada. Uh, no, oh. no Eloy Jimenez. Oh yeah. Uh, there's fine. a lot of oomph in those arms. That's for damn sure. Uh, it's going to take a little while, probably, for him to figure it out. He's going to be an absolute terror. I hope we're all ready for what he's going to become in two or three years, if not sooner. He's going to be a horror show for the AL Central. But
0: I mean, the White Sox in general now. are going to be.
1: Yeah, they're going to be. Kind of I'm. Warriors. I'm. You know, every every day that I look at their lineup and then their rotation, I go, "Oh no, oh no, <laughs> it's coming." Oh god. No. <laughs> one of one of these three was gonna work out. I couldn't figure out which one yet, but oh no. It's it's this one of all the ones, it's this one. Oh no. At least it's not the Tigers.
0: See the White Sox, I don't know, they're the most fun to, to hate, sort of. They seem like the most I was gonna say. Um, team,
1: maybe not. They're they're my they're my favorite non Indians AL Central team. They're one of my favorite yeah, teams I, in I baseball, to be twins. honest with you. I don't yeah. like the twins, and never have don't like him. I I think we
0: talked about that before. Yeah, I can't. Yes. I, I try to hate them this year cuz they're ahead, but it's like they who cares
1: because nah, I, I, I I have always I've hated them when they were behind. I've hated them when they hate, when they <laughs> <had> Joe Powers <laughs> amazing franchise. Like, damn you Joe. Man, I, mean, I fucked the PlayStation guy. Except I, I never thought it was well played at all. I just hated him. Uh <laughs> oh, that's right they had Royals. those
0: ads with um mm-hmm. It was Kevin Well-played. something, right? I don't remember. I don't. He's really great.
1: Uh, big anyway. moony faced guy yeah um <laughs> yes yes where were so we? our own,
0: uh, next question we'll go to that
1: oh uh, pete uh alonzo also is a. that'd good be one. fun he,
0: any kind of rookie he, would be fun
1: yeah just have you know you could it's got to be either end of good. the spectrum
0: either get a rookie or like a really old guy on the way out who can still hit monster dongs people players in between usually unless they're like chris davis
1: yeah it's boring that's why i want chris with a k davis because he yeah like the fact that he hits like no doubters out of uh, Oakland Coliseum, it's insane. He <laughs> yeah. is, and his his comparatively svelte for like, he's not a huge guy. He just has he's just he's pure just an power. explosion that so they somehow crammed into a man's body. And every now and then he just unloads on one and he hits two forty seven for the year and it's wonderful. It's truly wonderful. Next, um, so our next one, no, from from our Bizarra, own Chris Davis. On.
0: He asked, um, "The best hair on the team is it Clevenger Simber." jose frankie or another player uh you left bobby bradley out there chris he's got some he's got um francisco lindor circa 2017 hair which is like the blonde tips on top
1: oh best um, hair oh god right. i he said hitter i was like what are you talking oh. about oh
0: okay <laughs> you no know, we talk about important things merit like hair like the best hair um, well um i don't think you go clever simber that's just generic long hair who cares yeah I it's just it's cool hair. to keep it and have it but I mean, jose frankie hair I miss Cheeto Jose when it was like, it just looked like the top of a crunchy Cheeto. He's kind of toned it down a little bit now, which is sad. But I think Frankie is now. The blue hair Shane is Shane
1: Bieber neat. looks nice when he doesn't have hat hair. Uh, Jake Bowers has a beautiful haircut. Uh, we need to talk about
0: you and Shane Bieber. There's there's a little too much sorry, obsession. <laughs>
1: he's, just a, he's just a cool guy, all right? Dang. It's only, it's only a small crush. Jeez, come on. No, I think the answer has to be either Bowers or Lindor. I think Jake Bowers has probably the best groomed hair on the team. It's, he takes I, off
0: his helmet and hat, and there's like nothing wrong with it. It's so it weird. looks beautiful. It's
1: like, creepy. like what are you doing? <laughs> what the hell? Him and then uh, Lindor, just because it's I don't know what's going on there. The, the man has it's wild. <laughs> he ha- he has a level of fashion sense that I think uh, Russell Westbrook would envy. There is yeah seeing <laughs> seeing Lindor out of out of baseball gear is something else. Truly a I, I, I don't i don't care who pays him but i can't wait for him to get truly paid and just start to, the gear he will wear man man oh man we'll get to the playoffs awesome. and every time he walks in the park will just be a runway walk and we'll all be there for it it'll be great by we i mean indeed's fans watching him in in cleveland
0: so we'll next. finish up with a, a pretty easy one that's just a a normal answer it's it's, it's straightforward but um at richard k bach he asked so the play when Jose Ramirez popped up in a double play, what would have happened if the base runner on first, stayed on first instead of running for second, all it would have done is made the double play easier. So this is the one where I think it's just up to the the umpire if it's a ground or it's an infield fly rule or not. Um, but Jose popped up. There was a runner on first. Jose didn't exactly sprint to first base. I think it was Rude Nando saw it. And then um, he let the ball hit the ground. He threw to second and they threw to first, got the double play. It has nothing to do with if the runner on first doesn't go. It'll just make the play easier for them. <laughs> right. Exactly. So if, yeah. We do just. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they have the rule, because every time you would do it, if you could on any pop up in the infield. But normally where he was, Jose should have been able to make it to first, but he was kind of jogging out of the gate. So. So, yeah, if I'm already confused by that, I, I would assume. Am I wrong that it, it's just up to the home plate umpire? Because I don't know why that wouldn't be a ground rule double otherwise. Was it just considered far enough away?
1: I guess, but that whole thing happened with Atlanta a couple years back with that ground rule double. Yeah, that's, that's what I was insane. thinking of
0: when they were yelling because it was like in the outfield. Yeah, they, they threw, called threw it trash in the uh, field. It was great. Great time. <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland will never do that, Atlanta. Come on. <laughs> Show some class.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I think that's, that's, that's just all that was, was just uh, the uh, purview of the umpire, basically. You know, yeah, clowns, you know, clowns, first, clowns in black about. that we all hate. <laughs> Those fools. sinister devils, the fools, the jesters of the baseball diamond.
0: Alright, Merritt. That's gonna do it for our show this week. Um for everybody listening, whether you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever, go ahead and subscribe to it. Um leave a review or a comment, and we will talk to you next week. See you then, Merritt.
1: Bye.